What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Her with Amina Brown. And I am your host, Amina Brown. And the topic of this episode was not intended to be correlated to the number (laughs) of this episode, but the title is correct. We are going to discuss why I think it's important that I should have underwear that covers both of my booty cheeks. And maybe you feel the same way, but I wasn't doing that because the episode number is 69. And if that joke doesn't make any sense to you, Let's go on to the next thing. So I, first of all, have talked to a couple of girlfriends recently about just my current thoughts on the importance of my underwear. I'm not going to be talking as much about bras today. I think I will do a separate episode regarding that. Today, we're going to focus on underwear. We're going to focus on draws. We're going to focus on panties or whatever you call your underwear or your draws. All three of those terms will be interchangeable for me during this episode. It's interesting because part of what brought up this idea that I was like, I'm going to take this into the her living room. We're all going to bring our, you know, hummus and our partially 
cut up green peppers and talk about this. I was talking to a couple of girlfriends recently about how my relationship to my underwear is changing, which is probably about a bigger discussion of where my body is changing and that is changing my relationship to how I want to feel in my clothing, right? But before we get into that, I want to talk about what I was told growing up about underwear. And it's interesting to think about this, right? Because I've talked on this podcast before about how I grew up in church, grew up in a very strict, uh, conservative environment. And when I say conservative, I don't just mean politically, although there may have been some ways it was that it was a conservative environment politically. But I mean conservative in the sense of, you know, wanting you to wear clothing where, you know, pretty much it was going to be, you know, your body was going to be covered and particularly covered around genitalia, breasts, you know, like obviously booty, all those things, want all of that to be covered up and not be seen or be close to being seen, right? And in addition to that, we also want the clothing you wear to not be so tight that those things are more easily seen or air quotes imagined, right? Which, you know, takes us down a road of purity culture, and you may not be familiar with that if that wasn't something that you grew up with. But in a lot of Christian uh, churches and Christian communities, there was this idea that sexual purity was very much related to how you dressed, what you wore, and the bulk of the pressure of remaining, air quotes, pure was put on girls or women, right, in order to make sure they were not, air quotes, temptations to men. So I was definitely growing up in an environment like that. I sang in the choir at church, and at least one or two Sundays of the month, the choir wore black and white. And in my church's case, that meant that women wore black skirts. Because I don't remember us being able to wear black pants. I remember it was black skirts, black pantyhose, black shoes, and then you'd wear a white blouse. And there was a lot of conversation, believe it or not, around what kind of undergarment you should be wearing under your white blouse. Or on Easter, we would actually dress in all white in the choir. So then it was a discussion among the women in the choir of what undergarments were presentable to wear underneath your white dress. My mom raised me that if you're wearing white, that I should wear black undergarments. Of course, this is before the current time that we're living in, y'all, where now underwear and undergarments are being made in nude colors that are actually nude for most people that have like different shades of nude. But when I was growing up, nude was beige. So that wasn't going to help you if you were brown skin or darker. Whereas now you have a lot more options. Those weren't there then. You basically had white, beige, slash nude, air quotes, or black. And so my mom would always say, if you're wearing white, you should wear black undergarments. That way no one can see your bra or anything through, you know, whatever you're wearing. Uh, I also want to bring up an old school term that I haven't heard anyone say in a long time, which is a slip. And if you grew up in a church setting, and I want to speak particular to you, if you grew up in a Black church setting, then you grew up either wearing a slip at some point in your life, or the other women that you were around were wearing slips. And some of you are like, what is a slip? A slip is a, a, a satiny garment that 
could be a half slip. <laughs> I should have had my grandma on to talk about this. A half slip was basically something you wore that was like a satiny material that was the same length as your skirt or your dress, but it created this extra layer so that if someone were to look at you, they couldn't see the underwear that you were wearing underneath your dress. And there were such things as full slips, which had straps and, you know, had like the shape for your breasts to go. And then they went down into the skirt, similar to the half slip, right? And then if you wore just the top part, somehow that was considered to be a camisole. (laughs) That was not considered to be a half slip, even though technically it was. So these were all garments that I became really familiar with when I was growing up because in order to be dressed for church and to try to, air quotes, dress modestly and all of that, you would wear all these different layers, you know, under everything. And did that give me a certain kind of complex about my body? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it gave all of us this sort of feeling that As girls growing up and then as we became adults as women, this sort of idea of how much of our bodies do we have to hide or disguise in some way. And I do remember it was interesting when I started singing in the choir that a lot of the choir leadership would tell us as women that we should be wearing white slips, we should be wearing white undergarments, bras included. And that was like never a usual, that was not a usual thing for my mom. So I remember my first Sunday singing in the choir, I had on this white kind of rayon blouse. And then I had on, I was young, y'all. I I was probably 12 or 13, my first time singing in the choir. So I had on this rayon kind of blouse, short sleeve, button up blouse. And then I had on my little bra, which is probably still very much like a little training bra, basically. And then my mom had bought me a black kind of uh, silky or satiny camisole to wear underneath it. And uh, one of the missionaries at the church, because our church had uh, all all these different like leadership positions, right? So uh, there were deacons, there were missionaries, ministers, and elders, right? And um, some of you may hear the term missionary and think about people who you know, go and they travel places to share uh, the Christian religion in those communities. Um, And I think that may have been true of of some of the missionaries in our church, but I think they were more uh, locally doing some types of community work. That was always my assumption anyways. So one of the missionaries, um, I didn't know her well at all. I knew her name, but I don't know that we'd ever had like a full-fledged conversation. And she came up to me to ask me about if I was wearing a bra under my shirt after the service had ended that day, she asked me. And I said, yes, that I was wearing a bra. And I explained to her what I said to y'all, that I was wearing a camisole. And she told me, well, you should wear white so that we know, like, this is the wild thing, so that we know you're wearing undergarments. So that, that was a wild time of life because on the one hand, I'm being told as a girl, to sort of try to hide my body, to try to hide my breasts, hide my hips, hide my booty, hide everything that could that could uh, cause me to be sexualized by a boy or a man, right? And then at the same time, I'm being told 
well, it's not just that we, you know, want you to hide those things. Well, now we want you to wear a certain kind of slip or top or whatever under there that shows us you're wearing your undergarments, right? So it was this very strange, like, disparate message to get. And that sort of gave me kind of weird thoughts about the the purpose or the goal of underwear. And I think that taught me growing up, well, obviously my undergarments are in some way performative for, for other people, but very specifically in that environment, they're performative for boys or men. It's either that I need to be worried that what I wear is air quotes tantalizing to them, or I need to do my best to hide everything so that they won't be tempted, or I need to wear something that shows I'm wearing something so that they won't be tempted. Terrible. I do remember by the time I got through high school and got into college, this was around the era of, it was kind of that time of college where maybe, I'm trying to think, was I a junior by then? I don't think so. I think it was maybe my first year or so coming back home from school. I, I really can't remember the, the all the way full details of this. But what I remember the most is that I was out with one of my best friends, Adrian, and we had gone shopping. I feel like we were later in college at this time. I feel like we'd gotten to the point in college where you're starting to do interviews for internships or summer jobs, things like this. And this is when the store, The Limited, was very popular. I might be telling my age to say that store, but shout out to you if you remember this. The Limited was a very popular store. And that was sort of where, when you were in your early 20s, that was where you got your first sort of business attire. And wide leg pants were very, very popular. And so I was thinking, man, I need to get like some underwear to make here here we go again, y'all, with the I need to get some underwear to not show that I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> so I bought this thong when I was out with Adrian, my first time ever buying that, and came home and put the bag in the laundry room. And then I left out to go back and hang out with my friends. <laughs> and I remember getting home and my mom was like, I walked in the house and she was like, what you need this for? Who you wearing this for? <laughs> and I was like, we just went interviews, panty line. Like it was such a big deal then for your panty line not to show. So that was the purpose of wearing a thong was so that you would still air quotes have on underwear. But now it can look like you don't have on underwear because you don't have the panty lines on your booty cheeks, right? So my mom and I had a whole talk. And basically that thong got confiscated and I can't tell you where it's at today. <laughs> Not only did my mom confiscate that thong, she brought me a pair of some bloomers that she had. And she handed me those like, here, if you worried about your panty line, wear those. Actually, I'm not going to lie, though, that I have to give a small shout out to my mom because I'm like, wow, is that basically the type of underwear I wear now? Anyways, so all that to say, I sort of like went away from the thought of cute or sexy underwear <laughs> at that point. And now I had the bloomers, so I didn't really need the thong. I think later, um, a, a mentor-like figure of mine 
bought me a couple of thongs when she just helped me like get an outfit for an event, if I remember right. And so I had thongs because she bought them, but it took me many years before I ever bought my own like thong-like underwear. And I do think we all sort of go through some type of underwear evolution. A part of that obviously is because, you know, when we're growing up in our families, our families have a way they purchase things. They have you know, whatever budget it is, you know, so you just kind of are accepting whatever you're given. For some of you, those may have been, you know, hand-me-downs, right, in your family if you weren't the oldest kid. And for some of you, that may have been a particular store that you remember going to because that's what your family could afford. And then you get to a point where you become an adult yourself. You're, You're now responsible for buying your own underwear. And so I think I was probably in my, like, early to mid-20s when I was starting to buy all this stuff for myself, you know, having my own job and all that, and realizing like, okay, well, I like to go to Target. That's a pretty easy place. I can go and get Hanes or Fruit of the Loom underwear there. But then they also had their sort of Target brand underwear that were like, you know, for me and the budget I was on, they were very nice. So I was like, this is great. And then by the time I got into my mid to late 20s, I started to think more about what what does, you know, sort of a a grown ass woman's underwear drawer look like, (laughs) you know, because up to that point, my underwear had been very functional, really. I wasn't as concerned about cuteness or anything. And I feel like I was reading some articles about, you know, things that like every woman should have in her wardrobe type articles. And they were talking about how, you know, as a grown woman, you should have matching bra and panties sets. I had never bought bra and panties together. Never. <laughs> never done that. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I would just go to the store and get underwear if I was, you know, running out or whatever. And then I don't even know where I was buying my bras for a while. And probably some of my bras, even into my 20s, my mom or my grandma was buying for me for my birthday or Christmas or whatever, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, you're supposed to buy a matching set together. Wow. Okay. And that is what sent me to Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret was sort of my entry-level point into underwear that I thought would be cute. I think I was, first of all, you know, looking to just have cute underwear and cute underwear that matched with the bras that I was buying, right? I do think by the time I got in my late 20s, I was looking to have sexy underwear. I was not looking to have sexy underwear or cute underwear because anyone was seeing them, mind you, (laughs) because no one was seeing them. But as I was getting older and getting more comfortable in my own skin, you know, I wanted to have some underwear that I liked. And I think as I got into my late 20s, I wanted to have some underwear that made me feel sexy, you know? And so that sent me to Victoria's Secret and the whole concept of getting measured for your bras and underwears. I I will talk about bras fully in another episode, y'all, but getting measured for bras was a very fascinating time. And then you're figuring out what your actual underwear size is and then going into Victoria's Secret and being like, man, there are a lot of different types of underwear. You know, like Victoria's Secret had thongs and bikinis and they had boy shorts <laughs> and high leg, high waist. I mean, there there were a lot of there were a lot more choices there than I was used to, you know, experiencing in Target. And I really loved that underwear evolution for me of sort of starting to make the choices for myself, for what I like to have on, for what makes me feel good. I got married in my early 30s. And like many folks, when they get married, I had I had sort of two separate bridal showers, if I remember right. I had one that was more like the household stuff that people give you. Um, first of all, the time period of getting married um, for straight people can be very fascinating as far as the traditions there. Like somehow the groom just gets to like be out and about somewhere, but you are the one expected to be there for all those casserole dishes. Like both of y'all aren't going to use them. <laughs> like all that stuff is put on the woman in that scenario. And this it's just a very wild tradition that we have there. But I had a bridal shower like that where you're sort of getting all your housewares That's typically the bridal shower that you invite your mother and your mother-in-law, your grandmother, your aunts, and people like that. That's the one that you invite them to because you don't want your friend to buy you like a vibrator and you're opening that in front of your mom and your mother-in-law, right? And then I had a separate shower that was friends only, that was all the lingerie, all the sexy underwear for everything. And 
even now that my husband and I have been married, you know, over 10 years now, you know, I think the the best place for me of whatever type of sexy underwear I want to have should still start with what makes me feel sexy, what makes me feel good, you know. So let's talk about where I am with draws today. And you too think about where you are with your draws today. For me, draws fall in two main categories. There's period draws and regular draws. Let's talk about period draws for a second. Period draws typically need to fall, you know, in a couple of descriptors. Uh, Number one, period draws tend to be darker color, right? Because you want your period draws to be able to handle it if there's a period mishap. I don't play around wearing white or lavender or yellow underwear during my period. I don't play around with that. You just go ahead and stay with underwear that's black, that's navy. You know, you want to just stay in that sort of dark colors vicinity. Also, I know that some people who have periods do this. I know that some people who have periods, they wear cheeky draws and thongs and things on their periods. I'm not one of those people, okay? When I am on my period, I need draws that cover both of my booty cheeks. I need full coverage in my situations. I need full coverage. I don't mind if I can pull those draws up over my belly. That's I really need the comfort. When you're on your period, you have enough to worry about. You don't need to be worried about if your draws are like nipping at your booty cheeks or nipping in some other places you don't want them to nip, you know? You just want to be focused on not doing damage to anyone or anything while you're on your period. So for me, it's 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 comfortable draws of darker hues, you know, that's what you need. Then you have the larger category of the period, well, the panties you wear when you're not on your period, the the panties you wear for the rest of the month, okay? Under that category can fall quite a few things. You may have some thongs there. You may have some kind of cute panties, you know? You may have some sexy panties in there. You may have panties that don't cause wedgies. Yes, I said it, wedgies. And I want to give a shout out to Black women on Twitter for hipping me to the brand Soma on this because they so far are the best pair of underwear I've bought where you put them on and they just stay on your booty cheeks versus going into the crack. You don't want that. You don't want that. It's a bad experience. I don't like to have to keep tugging on my underwear during the day. You know, I have enough to deal with. I don't need the rest of that. All right. And I think it's good to have all these different categories of underwear, but I'm going to tell you what I've been talking with my girlfriends about that led to this episode. I was talking to them about, which is really, this is this is a conversation that's about underwear, which then is a conversation about bodies, right? And is a conversation even about our relationship to our bodies, to our clothing, to what size we think we should be, to what we think we should be wearing, right? And in my life, I'm trying to really unlearn a lot of those shoulds. And so I was telling some girlfriends recently, you know, I have a size of underwear that is my typical size. Lately, I have started buying a size up or two sizes up from my underwear size. And I'll tell you why. Number one, I have accepted, like many of you have this experience too, that I'm just going to have times where my weight might fluctuate. 
You know, sometimes that may be like a hormonal thing. It may be medication I'm taking. It may just be that my body is out here, you know, living her best life. She's surviving. She's thriving. She's doing whatever she can do for herself, you know. But I have decided that I'm not going to suffer underwear that pinches me in places that I don't want to be pinched, you know. And so if it brings me comfort to buy some underwear that's two sizes above the size that I might normally buy, what would stop me from doing that? It would be hard for me to do that if I have in my mind the size that I think I should wear or the type of underwear that I think I should be in. And when you start sort of getting rid of those shoulds and really get down to being able to think about what would make me feel good, what would make me feel comfortable, you know, I think also when we're thinking about our bodies and our relationship to clothing, whether we're talking about our undergarments, which is clothing that a lot of people don't see us in, or whether we're talking about the stuff that we wear that people would see us in, you know, we're out for a walk, out in the store or out with our friends or whatever, you know, I think that it also becomes this conversation to have of accepting the body that I'm in and instead of feeling, instead of wearing things that make me feel like now this pair of underwear is unaccommodating for me. You know, like we all have different shape, different size, you know, different things that make us feel good, right? And I don't want to have to wear underwear that is not going to accommodate for my full booty over here. You know, I want underwear that's going to accommodate for my belly, you know, for the cornbread that I've eaten that I loved, for the biscuits I've had, you know what I mean? And I think that there is some importance to, instead of wearing underwear that makes us feel bad about our bodies or bad about ourselves, you know, finding ways even for the undergarments that maybe a few people see, or maybe you only see, that it's important for you to feel good in those underwear that you wear. So if, you know, the normal, air quotes, normal or typical underwear brand or underwear sizing that you buy doesn't accommodate for your hips or your belly or your booty or whatever, you know, find the underwear that does so that you can be whatever you want to be in your underwear. So you can be comfortable, so you can be sexy, so you can be sporty. So that's been a really good tip for me so far is whenever I place an order, sometimes I do this for clothing too, but if I order some underwear to Order, order a size up, order two sizes up if I want. Maybe for you, you need to order a size down or you need to order three or four sizes up. You want to have a variety of sizes. So as your weight may fluctuate, you have the clothing that welcomes the body you're in. I think that is what's most important. And yes, it is a priority for me that my underwear covers both of my booty cheeks. It is an important thing that I like and I am making that a top of the list in my underwear request. So ask yourself this, what kind of underwear makes you feel sexy? What kind of underwear makes you feel beautiful? What kind of underwear makes you feel comfortable? What kind of underwear can you find that makes room for your body right now as your body is? Uh, I love to think of that. And you know, I've thought a lot about the word comfortable lately. Uh, in my previous sessions with my counselor, she has brought up the word comfort a lot. She has asked me to ponder, you know, what is something that would bring you comfort right now? What what are uh, the spaces you go in that bring you comfort? Who are the people 
that bring you comfort when you spend time with them or talk to them. And I think the word comfortable has gotten a bad rap, particularly in the scope of underwear, right? When I was growing up, we called comfortable underwear granny panties, right? As if, you know, first of all, as if grannies don't wear sexy panties too if they want. But also, you know, we were just sort of making it seem like at some point in your life, you will sort of age out of being concerned about whatever. And then to many of us, we were sort of being taught this implicit lesson that to look for comfort was bad, you know, that as women, it's our job to look good and wear this type of shoes and this type of outfit and this type of underwear, because that's what air quotes women are supposed to do which means women are just supposed to be uncomfortable all the time. And that just isn't true. And thankfully, things have changed a lot since I was growing up. There are more colors of underwear that actually represent people who have my type of skin tone. There are more types of underwear for all sorts of bodies. And we've still got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go so that any body that anyone has can be not only well represented in what we see in the media and fashion, but also that the type of underwear that anybody wants and loves to have can actually be available to them. However, their body is shaped, whatever their size, whatever their height, whatever their skin tone. There've been a lot of improvements and we've got a long way to go. In the meantime, think about you. Get you some underwear that make you feel good. Get you some underwear, if you like this, like me, that covers both of your booty cheeks. See y'all in the living room next time. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 